PFF NFL Daily coming to you from the studio today talking our best favorite and least favorite picks from round one Sam of course we get the big show we recapped all of round one but let's get very specific let's start with your favorite picks from round one um I'm gonna start almost bookending the draft number two overall the Lions end up getting Aiden Hutchinson who I think is the safest the best pick of the draft in terms of he should have been number one overall the Jags went a different direction. They didn't grab him. The Lions basically run that pick up to the podium. Snag Aiden Hutchinson, who would have been, I'm sure, the number one player on their board and potentially a franchise-changing player for that defense. A perfect Dan Campbell type of guy. Goes straight on to hard knocks as well. Local Michigan guy. Love that pick. And then at the bottom end of the first round, George Karloftis, the Kansas City, uh, addresses a position of need for the Chiefs, edge rusher. And Karloftis is like the forgotten guy in this draft class. Every, all the attention has been on that top group, right? Trayvon Walker, Thibodeau, uh, Aiden Hutchinson, and then the, the sort of hype around uh, Tremaine, or Jermaine Johnson. Where would he go? Was he going as high as the Jets? The Jets end up trading up to get him anyway. And then Karloftis is just the guy who sits there between that group of three top pass rushers and the sort of second tier of guys that are are going to go at the top of the second round, but is just stupidly productive and really good, you know, just incredibly talented player who's for some reason had almost no buzz around him this this whole pre-draft process. You just went with the productive edges. Those are the guys right. you like, right? I mean, that's good. I mean, it's it, uh, Karloftis, absolutely. I think, look, the Chiefs came away with two good defensive players. I think with Trent McDuffie, George Karloftis, paid a little bit of a price to go get McDuffie, but a good haul there for the Chiefs. My favorite pick of the night, A.J. Brown at 18. That's it, man. That's what I want. Like the Eagles going to spending pick 18 to go get A.J. Brown. Maybe I haven't bought into this enough, right? But the NFL is buying into, we're going to spend our first round picks on QBs that are in the NFL and receivers that are in the NFL. And that's what this offseason has been about, trading for Devontae Adams and for Tyreek Hill. And, and I think that's how you compete. And I think that's how you maximize first contract Jalen Hurts. I mean, what... What could the Eagles have done better with pick 18 than A.J. Brown plus, you know, $25 million a year? That's yeah. a factor, but they got the cap space to do it. They have the ability to do it because of first contract Jalen Hurts. So I like power moves, man, and I like that, and I like what the Eagles are doing with that team, whether it's Jalen Hurts now or a new quarterback next year. The Eagles, the combination of all the extra draft capital that they've added and then making a power move to go get A.J. Brown that's my favorite move this entire draft. Yeah, I, I mean, can't, I can't argue with that. I think A.J. Brown obviously is an elite wide receiver in the NFL already. To get one of those at pick number 18, if that was the only piece of information, obviously that would be the steal of the draft. It isn't, though, right? You have to factor in the $100 million contract, and that is significant, but it's worth it. Like, he's that good that it's worth paying $100 million over four years to make that happen. So I agree with you. I think that is a great move. And... You know, you, you get to see with the exact same pick with number 18, how much is that worth, right? You get guaranteed A.J. Brown. You know what you're getting, and it's going to cost you $100 million over four years. Or you use the same pick, you can have Traylon Burks, who could be anything. Could be A.J. Brown again for a fraction of the cost. Or could be a complete bust and not a guy you're going to get to replace A.J. Brown at all. And... The gamble, the, the gamble is that hundred million dollar contract. I know you and I, you and I both like what the two New York teams did. Yep. I don't know the specific picks, but the totality of what they did, 
I also just want to shout out the Ravens overall. I think their process has been sound. They come away with Kyle Hamilton and Tyler Linderbaum. They trade Marquise Brown. But I think overall, the way the Ravens have played this draft, I like what the Ravens have done very specifically in this draft. Yeah, Linderbaum at 25 in particular, I love as a pick. I think people have overthought the Linderbaum thing entirely. He has slipped down draft boards for no particular reason as the draft has gone on. We were we started off this process by saying this is the best center prospect we've seen since 2014 of grading college football. He is so good that we need to start thinking about is he in the Quentin Nelson category of guys who are so good at their position or so good at playing, you need to change what you know about positional value, right? You don't take guards at number six overall. The Colts take Quentin Nelson at number six overall. And not only, not only has he been the most valuable guard, he's been the most valuable offensive lineman since coming to the NFL. He supersedes positional value because he's so good. Linderbaum, I think, has the potential to do that for centers. And yet we went, not only did teams just go, no, no, we're not, don't care. They didn't take him in the top 10, but he slid all the way to 25. And at which point, not only does he become just absurd value, but if he is as good as that, like the center equivalent of Quentin Nelson, then that is colossal surplus value that they get from that pick. Don't forget to join us tonight live, night two of the NFL Draft, right here on the YouTube channel. Follow us along with the Draft Tracker, and also you get 50% off PFF Elite with the promo code DRAFT50. Don't know when they're going to lose that, but uh, get in on that right now. 50% off PFF Elite for an entire year. How about least favorite picks here in the first round, Sam? Ooh, quite a lot of these. I mean, the worst one has got to be Cole Strange, right? Yeah. Guard from Chattanooga. That went 29 to the New England Patriots. And apparently they would have taken him at 21 if they hadn't been able to trade down. Yeah, it's, it's one of those two. Like, look, admit, we admit, like, not everybody's perfect with all of their evaluations, but the consensus draft board really does a good job of identifying reaches, right? And I, even when you say reaches in the eye of the beholder, but if most people had Strange in the 70s and he's going at 28, 29, it's tough to like that. I mean, look, this is what we criticize the Raiders for for years, right? Even if you're right and he's good, right? If the consensus board had him in the 70s, you almost certainly could have traded back even further than that and picked him. Now, of course, you're going to say, oh, we, we heard he was going to go off the board really soon, really soon. So we picked him. But even if that's the case, the chances that Cole Strange, like George Karloftis went next, the chances, and, and uh, do you fill needs? And yeah, they have, they have, a, they have a, a starting spot that they need to fill at left guard. So fine. But the chance that he is better as a player than George Karloftis, Daxton Hill, Lewis Seen, all the guys that went after him, with all the guys that are left next, Sky Moore, even if those guys are off your board and all that stuff, you're saying Cole Strange is such a slam dunk that we have to have him here, even if... A lot of the consensus boards and everything else say, look, he'll probably be here the next time that we pick. And, and, and it's okay if we don't get him, right? You got to come out of the saying, it's okay if we don't get this guy. We got to play the board. And I just don't think that's the, the case for the Patriots. Look, they have a history of getting these evaluations right, but on the surface, this doesn't look great. No, no, it doesn't. Um, I don't like the Quay Walker pick either, number 22 to Green Bay. One, because they didn't take a wide receiver and they just traded away their only wide receiver con of consequence. Um, and two, because you took a guy who was like one, who was like the 
14th best player on that defense in Georgia. Now, okay, it turns out almost all of the players on that defense are like first-round caliber talents, so that's not as bad as it would be if he was the 14th best player on, like, you know, Clemson. But you took a guy who was the 14th best player on a defense that starts 11 guys and was quite obviously worse than the dude who played right next to him at linebacker in N'Kobe Dean. And you're putting him on a defense where they already have like one all-pro linebacker who plays almost all the snaps, you don't really need the second one, even if he is as good as you think he is. I mean, for me, a lot of it was the guards and linebackers, least favorite picks. Because I'm with you with Quay Walker. I thought Kenyon Green at 15, uh, the guard going to the Houston Texans after the Texans. Yep. Love the Derek Stingley pick at three. I don't love Kenyon Green at 15. I think there's still uh, bigger impact players that could have been had there. And then the Jaguars trade back into the first round to get Devin Lloyd, who I like as a player, like Devin Lloyd quite a bit. I think he should have been the first linebacker off the board out of Utah, and he was 15th on our draft board, but they get him at 27, and you're giving up extra picks. When you're the Jaguars, you need all of those picks right now where the roster is because you need help everywhere. You're giving up extra picks to go get Devin Lloyd, who's a very good player, but... You know, trading up for a linebacker, I don't love that overall as a, as a, as a, as a pick there. Yeah. We didn't even mention Trayvon Walker as a least favorite pick. No. Because no, I at least understand it. Same. Um, my next one would be Jahan Dotson to the Washington Commanders. I just don't agree with their evaluation of him as a wide receiver. I don't think that guy is a first-round talent. I don't think he has first-round upside. I think he's a, an average player who will probably end up being a slot receiver at the next level and just better players. Well, as we know, only one day in the books. We still have six more rounds to go. But let us know what were your favorite and least favorite picks of round one, the PFF NFL Daily.